This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Two bus and subway hikes planned by New York's governor and the MTA. New York City's issued a directive ordering emergency service personnel to bring people suffering severe mental health episodes for a medical evaluation. U.S. Senate approves same-sex marriage protections. More backlash against third-time presidential hopeful Donald Trump. It's all over his dinner with yay and a white supremacist. U.S. beats Iran in the World Cup in Qatar, advancing to round 16 on Saturday. New York City commuters may be digging even deeper into their pockets and could face fare cuts as well. New York State Comptroller Tom DiNapoli warned a 79-cent hike is needed to recoup the MTA's pre-pandemic revenue levels, including service cuts. Ridership is hovering around just 60% of pre-pandemic levels, according to a new report from the Comptroller's office. This comes one year after New York's Governor Hochul promised no new fare hikes. We've done the numbers, and as a result of the money we'll be receiving from the president signing of the bill today, I'll be witnessing this, we anticipate that there'll be no fare hikes for the MTA. But a 4% fare hike is scheduled for next year and again in 2025. According to the MTA's most recent financial documents, officials would have to raise fares 19% to match pre-COVID revenues. The current subway and fare is 275 and under the comptroller's calculations, that price would jump to $3.54 by 2026. A new directive in New York City. City workers, police, fire, EMS, and health department employees now ordered to transport anybody having a psychiatric issue, refusing voluntary assistance to the hospital for a medical evaluation. The announcement from New York City Mayor Eric Adams. The previous plan was wait until they do something that endangers the life of themselves or others. We're saying no to that plan. State law allows intervention when severe mental illness prevents an individual from meeting basic human needs. Police are receiving enhanced training for basic needs interventions. Their training, which began yesterday, includes engagement strategies to try before resorting to actual removal. The U.S. Senate 61 to 36 passed bipartisan legislation Tuesday to protect same-sex marriages. Hundreds of thousands of same-sex couples have married since the U.S. Supreme Court's 2015 decision legalizing gay marriage. The bill ensures that same-sex and interracial marriages are enshrined under federal law. U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Passing the bill is our chance to send to a message to Americans everywhere, no matter who you are, 
where, who you are or who you love, you too deserve dignity and equal treatment under the law. Democrats are moving quickly to try and get that bill through the U.S. House of Representatives and to President Biden's desk for his signature before Republicans take control of the U.S. House of Representatives in January. U.S. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky joining in the chorus of criticism against former President Donald Trump. McConnell Tuesday reacting to Trump hosting yay and white supremacist Nick Fuentes for dinner last week at Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club in Florida. There is no room in the Republican Party for anti-Semitism or white supremacy. And anyone meeting with people advocating that point of view, in my judgment, are highly unlikely to ever be elected president of the United States. Trump has claimed he didn't know who Fuentes was. McConnell didn't actually name Trump during his remarks yesterday. And McConnell also didn't respond to a question about supporting Trump if he wins the GOP nomination in 2024. The comments were McConnell's first about the dinner since Trump hosted yay last week. After Tuesday's nail-biting one-to-nothing win over Iran in the World Cup in Qatar, the U.S. has now advanced to the round of 16. Next up, a match Saturday against the Netherlands. President Joe Biden commented on the win. USA, USA. That's a big game, man. When I spoke to the coach and the players, I said, you can do this. They went, oh, they're going to. They did it. God love them. Well, Tuesday's match was a winner go home for the USA. Christian Pulisic scored the winning goal using his full body. He was taken to a hospital for an abdominal injury. He was released, but it's not known if he will play on Saturday against that matchup against the Netherlands. Under current manager Luis Van Gaal, like the U.S., the Netherlands did not qualify for the 2018 World Cup and was left reeling by a round of 16 elimination last summer at the Euros. A jury found Stuart Rhodes, he's the leader of the Oath Keepers, and Florida chapter leader Kelly Meggs, both guilty of seditious conspiracy Tuesday. That in connection with the January 6th riot, of course, at the U.S. Capitol. Seditious conspiracy is an infrequently used charge that carries a sentence of up to 20 years in prison. Rhodes lawyer Ed Tarple spoke outside the courthouse following the verdict. It's, it's a mixed bag. I mean, there are guilty verdicts and not guilty verdicts running side by side. So uh, this is not a total victory for the government uh, in, in any way, shape, or form. And the other three members of the far-right group on trial were found not guilty of seditious conspiracy, but convicted on other charges. All five Oath Keepers were found guilty of obstruction of an official proceeding, and four were found guilty of tampering with evidence. The South Carolina Supreme Court unanimously ruled on Tuesday that former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows must testify before a Georgia special grand jury investigating interference in the 2020 election. The state Supreme Court upheld a lower court ruling from late last month that orders Meadows to comply with a subpoena from the Fulton County probe. Former VP Mike Pence slammed Meadows on NBC last week. But I was disappointed in Mark Meadows' performance as Chief of Staff, particularly at the end. Um, but from very early on, when it was clear that he had talked the president out of White House coronavirus press briefings, and uh, in in a very real sense, uh, uh, I think uh, 
I think his tenure as chief of staff did not serve the president well. Fulton County DA Fannie Willis, who is leading the investigation, needed to get the approval of a South Carolina judge before she could compel Meadows to testify since he lives in a different state. Meadows was originally supposed to appear before the special grand jury on Wednesday, but it is unclear whether that date will actually remain the same. U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina appeared before the special grand jury last week after the Supreme Court rejected his effort to block his subpoena. Sentencing in Cleveland yesterday for conservative operatives Jacob Wohl and Jack Berkman. The duo pleaded guilty last month to telecommunications fraud for sending out thousands of robocalls with false information in the lead-up to the 2020 presidential election. Part of those false robocalls there, the pair sentenced to working 500 hours at a voter registration drive, two years probation, and six months of electronic monitoring from 8 at night to 8 each night, according to prosecutors. Thousands of these calls that you just heard there were sent to Ohio voters with a total of 67,396 phone numbers receiving such messages nationwide. New York's Attorney General Letitia James, whose office became involved in a separate suit that remains ongoing, published the purported script of those calls last year. Severe storms struck the south overnight. Multiple tornadoes were reported. A drone ended up capturing a twister in Mississippi. Tornado watches were issued for sections of Louisiana, Arkansas, and Mississippi. Reports of tornadoes, wind and hail stretched from Texas to Kentucky. There are, however, no reports of deaths or injuries at this time. The world's largest volcano, the Mauna Lewa volcano in Hawaii, is erupting, spewing fire and ash for the first time in nearly four decades. Curiosity uh, seekers are flocking to a national park there for spectacular views of this event. The eruption, though, not threatening local communities in Hawaii. Benjamin Andrews is director of the Global Volcanism Program at the Smithsonian. He spoke to CNN. Unfortunately, in this case, the eruption is is up near the summit of Mauna Loa. It's not threatening any houses or any communities. And so it's all all told right now, it's it's not a bad, if there's going to be an eruption, this is not a bad place for there to be one. There are no evacuation orders due to the eruption of the Mauna Loa. However, some people have voluntarily fled to shelters, fearing the worst. Three Chinese astronauts docked earlier today with their country's space station, docking with the Tian Gong station at 5.42 a.m. Wednesday, about six and a half hours after the Shenzhou 15 spaceship blasted off atop a long March 2F carrier rocket from the Jaquan Satellite Launch Center Tuesday night. So the new crew will overlap for several days with the three-member crew already on board and expand the facility to its maximum size. This six-month mission will be the last in the station's construction phase according to the China Manned Space Agency. Meanwhile, China has moved to contain dissent after the country saw historic protests against its zero COVID-19 policies. 
Protesters called for Chinese leader Xi Jinping to resign. Health authorities yesterday announced plans to ease COVID rules and also speed up inoculation for the elderly. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell condemned China's zero COVID policy during a press conference yesterday. The people of China, where the whole crisis began, are still trapped in a Groundhog Day of permanent pandemic measures. Police are hunting down those who have participated in the protests in China and summoning them for interrogation. Some have been arrested. 77 WABC News Time, 515. Justin Ellick's got you updated on sports. Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. Let's start in Detroit on the hardwood as the Knicks took it to the Pistons to the tune of a 140 to 110 beatdown. Julius Randle gave himself a good 28th birthday present in the form of a season high, 36 points to highlight the route. Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, and Quentin Grimes went for 16 a pop in their supporting roles as well as the Knicks will try and make it two straight tonight with the Milwaukee Bucks in town. That tip is set for 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. As for the Nets, they'll be in action tonight as well, getting set to welcome in the Washington Wizards for a 7.30 p.m. Eastern time tip. And on the ice, it was just the Islanders in action last night as they fell at the hands of the Flyers in Philadelphia by a score of 3-1. This was a contest that should have meant a relatively easy two points for the Isles, given that the Flyers were in the midst of a 10-game losing streak, but credit to Philadelphia for shutting down New York after a lone Noah Dobson goal in the first. Kevin Hayes was a star for Philly, lighting the lamp twice to help the Flyers snap the Isles' four-game win streak. And they'll try and get back in the win, col- uh, win column Excuse me, come Friday when the Nashville, Pre- Nashville Predators come to town. As for the Rangers and Devils, the Blue Shirts are on the ice tonight in Ottawa to take on the Senators at 7 p.m. Eastern time, while the Devs will get a look at the aforementioned Predators in Newark tomorrow night at 7. And rejoice America, as the U.S. men's national team did indeed get the job done against Iran in their final Group E match yesterday in Qatar. Christian Pulisic put his body on the line for the lone United States goal, flying into the box to put the Americans up 1-0 and for good. Robinson, back for the captain, Tyler Adams. Austin McKay, Des making a big run. It's been for him. Des is snuck in behind. Des in the middle. Pulisic! Scores! Might have paid the price, but the U.S. takes the lead! That call courtesy of Fox Sports and pay the price he might have. That being Pulisic, who had to leave the game due to injury following his collision with the Iranian goaltender after his decisive strike. First up in the knockout round for the United States is the Netherlands coming up on a Saturday morning. So we'll see if Pulisic will be in action then. Here with your news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Lou Dobbs has your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Wall Street struggling to bounce back from this week's sell-off. The S&P and NASDAQ with three straight losing sessions. Investors holding back ahead of key economic updates and comments from the Fed chair today. All eyes on the latest job openings with today's October jolts report. Wall Street targeting a decline in openings for the month and signs that the labor market is loosening. Fed Chair Jerome Powell speaks at Brookings Institute today. Wall Street looking for more clues on what next month's policy meeting will bring, what future rate hikes will look like. Powell's speech scheduled for 1.30 Eastern. Salesforce reports its quarterly earnings. The company cut its full-year guidance last quarter and announced sweeping layoffs. And Wall Street is forecasting better results for the third quarter. Investors looking for a better outlook for the fourth. Please join Join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. 
Right, futures in the green this morning. The Dow at 33,888, up 31 points or 0.09%. The S&P's climbed six and three quarter points. NASDAQ up 34. Gold up $13 an ounce at $1,761.40. Crude oil at $79.78 a barrel up $1.59. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The WABC Early News. 77 WABC News Time is 520. An evacuation at a Manhattan hotel after a white powdery substance is found. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard reports. A housekeeper at the Park Hyatt Hotel on West 57th Street near 7th Avenue became dizzy inside a guest room where a white powder was found. Officials say it happened inside room 1111. The maid found a white powder which came back positive for the explosive RDX, but so little of the powder was found that it could not be tested again. In In addition, some officials now think that test may have produced a false positive. The last guest checked out of the room November 25th, but a homeless person may have picked up a key and used it since. Police and the FBI are now checking to see if anyone else had access to the room. I'm Alex Barnard for the 77 WABC Early News. A horrific, deadly chain reaction crash involving an SUV and two tractor trailers yesterday on the Cross Bronx Expressway. At 12.35 in the morning Tuesday, a Range Rover driven by 49-year-old special education teacher Shelley Vilsaint collided with a tractor trailer contracted by the U.S. Postal Service. Another tractor trailer then slammed right into the back of Vilsaint's SUV. That pushed her vehicle into the first tractor trailer, setting all three vehicles ablaze. Nearby residents spoke to ABC7. The accident on this highway every day, but you never see anything this bad where even an hour or two later, they're still trying to put out the fire. It's still burning. The USPS truck was destroyed. Both tractor trailer drivers were uninjured. The uh, crash ended up shutting down the expressway for some 12 hours for the accident investigation. The cause still under investigation. A New Jersey congressman is pushing back on mail theft this holiday season. Congressman Josh Gottheimer of Bergen County joining a group of victimized North Jersey residents outside of the Teaneck, New Jersey Post Office yesterday morning. Here's New Jersey Congressman Josh Gottheimer. I'm also calling on the inspector general to stop the excuses and move into hyperdrive on this investigation. Had this all happened and what has been done to prevent this from happening again? Again, time's up. We deserve answers. And all of those victims that joined the congressman yesterday had their checks stolen. A postal worker was arrested for stealing checks as well. But the problem apparently continuing and officials say more needs to be done to try and stop these thefts. 17 illegal vendors arrested $10 million in fake designer goods off the streets of New York City. This NYPD crackdown focused on the area of Canal Street and Broadway. Police seizing fakes fake Prada, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, and even more items. Here's Chief of Patrol Jeffrey Madry. At this location, we received numerous complaints from small businesses, local bids, 
community residents, and the manufacturers of these high-end goods you see here. Those arrested were charged with trademark counterfeiting. It's a felony which, if convicted, carries a penalty of up to 10 years in prison. This crackdown followed complaints from an unnamed Broadway business owner. Police employed the use of designer manufacturers to inspect these street items in order to confirm they weren't the real McCoy. New Jersey's revolutionary war battle sites being primed for the 250th anniversary of the war with the British. Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown. Funds from the American Rescue Plan will be invested in 10 historic sites statewide in preparation for the nation's 250th anniversary. We're going to make our state's unique history come alive in time for July 4th. 2026. Murphy says more Revolutionary War battles were fought in New Jersey than anywhere else. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. A woman from Louisiana was arrested after Transportation Security Administration TSA officers stopped her from carrying a loaded handgun onto a flight at LaGuardia Airport on Monday. A TSA officer spotted the handgun on the checkpoint x-ray machine's monitor. TSA immediately alerted the Port Authority police, which responded to that checkpoint and confiscated the weapon. It's a 38 caliber revolver handgun, and police say it was loaded with five bullets. The arrest comes months after New York's concealed carry ban was overturned in the Supreme Court. Here's New York Governor Kathy Hochul back in July. I don't need I don't have to have a data point to point to to say that this is going to make all I know is I have a responsibility to the people of this state to have sensible gun safety laws. And this one was not devised by the Hochul administration. It comes out of an administration from 1908. I don't need a data point to make the case that I have a responsibility to protect the people of this state. The woman was questioned and subsequently arrested on a weapons violation, according to Robert Duffy, TSA's federal security director for the airport. The number of people TSA officers have stopped with guns at checkpoints has increased in comparison to last year. Well, you might recognize that as music from Phantom of the Opera, the Broadway fixture that will close after 35 years will now extend its run until April. The musical was set to take its final bow at the Majestic Theater on February 18th, 2023. But on Tuesday, producer Cameron McIntosh confirmed that the musical will, in fact, extend for an additional eight weeks. There have been over 13,000 performances of Phantom of the Opera since the opening at the Majestic Theater on 44th Street back in January of 1988. Well, your loose change could be worth more than you think. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard explains. You might want to start digging for your quarters, specifically because they could be worth far more than 25 cents each. Look for a D, P, or S on U.S. Mint State quarters created from 1999 to 2008. If it has a D, it came from the Denver Mint, a P, the Philadelphia Mint, and an S from the San Francisco Mint. San Francisco's are the silver-proof coins made of mostly silver. According to data from coin trackers, silver-proof S coins will get you an average of fourteen fifty-seven a quarter. It's all dependent, of course, on the current price of silver. 
I'm Alex Barnard for the 77 WABC Early News. All right. Well, I'm going to start checking my quarters. And if you missed the top five of five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website at WABCradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. 